Here's a story about an orca whale and this story happened more than 50 years ago. On August 8th, 1970, Lolita the orca whale when she was only 4 years old was forcefully captured and taken away from her seven siblings and mother. Now she lives in one of the smallest tanks that is only four times her size. And she's been performing for the public with all her acrobatics and she's been entertaining us relentlessly for the last 52 years. And uh, you know the size of the tank that she lives in is so small. She would have to swim around her tank 600 times to be able to swim the same distance that she would normally swim if she were out in the oceans. But we have a very interesting and a positive news story for you today this is about how technology is likely to help us replace such orca whales using novel methods including animatronics which creates make believe animals and creatures that you and i would never know were not real You're listening to What's New Today, a kids and family podcast. Hi, this is Sangeeta, your host from India. And in every episode, I'm joined by curious children from anywhere in the world where they share their opinions about real events that are going on in the world right now. With yeah. me today is a 10-year-old and let me introduce you to her. Hi, my name is Tanvi. I'm in fifth grade. I, I go to New Albany schools in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Tanvi. So have you been to any aquariums in and around where you live? I've been to a, a aquarium in Kentucky where there's a vast variety of fish. So it's called Newport Aquarium and then there's a place called Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. So we went to their aquarium when we went to their zoo. But you haven't seen Lolita in Miami, have you? I haven't. Okay, did you see any other whales in the aquariums you've been to in Kentucky or Columbus? No, I think the enclosures are too small. What do you think those fishes swimming in the aquariums you saw in Kentucky must have been feeling? Bored. I don't know, there was one that was missing like a foot. There was a turtle that was missing a foot. Oh, that's sad. I also thought they must have been feeling kind of hungry. They look like they've been swimming around for hours. I wondered what time they fed them. Yeah, that may be true, but what I have heard is that um, even if they are fed at the appropriate time, they still feel uh, very psychologically stressed because when you don't get to interact, like say Lolita hasn't seen another orca whale for 52 years. Imagine not seeing another human being. Sad. There's been a lot of talk about Lolita being freed and being returned to the oceans uh, but that's just been talk it's still not happened uh, but hopefully fingers crossed it will happen but tell me about this new interesting technology um, that you've been reading about that's going to replace such orca whales in our aquariums so some hollywood filmmakers that made the animals for the movies robotic dolphins and robotic sea creatures that are animatronic but they look just like the real dolphins so they're actually put them in some parks already and they're replacing like the real animals so that the real animals can like go back to their homes oh wow 
you used a word called animatronics. Can you tell me what that word means? Animatronic means kind of like robotic, electronic. But if you were to touch it, you know, if you were to go to an aquarium where there's a where there's a dolphin, which is not a real dolphin, but it's an animatronic. If you were to touch it, do you think you'd find that it's different from a real dolphin? You may, you might not know, because um, they try to mimic it with like certain materials that they use to make on the dolphin skin. So you might not know because it's so realistic. Oh wow! So, do you know any Hollywood movie where they've used animatronics to show us some interesting creatures? Megalodon. Um, it's a movie about how a giant prehistoric shark came back to life and tried to eat everybody. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, the way you're describing it, very likely. How expensive is this? Is this more expensive to make an animatronic dolphin? Or is it more expensive to capture a real dolphin from the wild? So it's more expensive to make an animatronic dolphin because in the article, they actually said it's four times the actual price of a real dolphin. I mean, coming from an ethical standpoint, that makes a lot of sense that you don't want to capture a dolphin or any creature from the ocean. Yeah. But a person who owns an aquarium, right? What yeah. is he looking for? He is looking for something. more money, more people to come. So what do you think? Do you think he will go for, um, you know, buying an animatronic or would, would you think he, they would still stick to capturing? Both would work really well. But personally, if he wanted to make more money, I think he should get an animatronic. It's actually easier to control an animatronic because it has a remote control. Yeah, but with an animatronic, you can make it swim around the tank and come near you. But with a real dolphin, it takes time and money and energy and trainers to actually train it. So in the long run, I guess it's cheaper because an animatronic also doesn't need to be fed. You are spot on 100% correct. You know, I read about how these animatronics are made and I found it quite fascinating. In fact, it starts with uh, an artist who sort of sketches. Do you sketch any creatures? Do you like to sketch? Yeah, I like sketching animals that live on land. Okay, so if ever you take a fancy to sketching animals that also live under ocean, you might have a career um, you know, creating these animatronics for aquariums too. Who knows, even we might have animatronics even in our zoos from now on. Maybe the next time we go to a zoo, we might not see a real lion or a real tiger. Yeah. I would want to see a real lion or tiger, but if they made it realistic enough that I didn't know, I wouldn't actually want to know that it's not real because it's more fun knowing it's real. Ah, yeah, that's very, very critical. I agree. Yeah, it's best, of course, if we can get to sit inside a, 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 a safe car and drive around, you know, in an African forest and see the lions and the cheetahs, you know, running in the open. But barring that, if you had to only visit your neighborhood zoo and if they had an animatronic, it's best if Tanvi is not told that it's not real. Yeah. Right. 
Anyway, so coming back to how these animatronics are made, these artists first sketch the same way as you know you and I would draw something, and then they create a real mold of it. You know, based just like how you make it with a play doh or clay. Oh yeah. So they make a big, but they make a life-size mold. So if they're talking about an animatronic for a shark, it is made the size of a shark. So twenty feet. It'd All be really big. And then they'll create a mold based on it, and after that they'll start, you know, putting each part is then made with uh, whatever is the electronic equipment that has to go in. They break the mold into multiple parts because you want to be able to control, right? So, for instance, if it's a shark and you want the shark to open its mouth, so each jaw is, has got to be a separate part, so that nothing's all stuck together. Yes, that's right. So, what's the name of the company that has made this first dolphin animatronic-based dolphin? Edge Innovations. It's based out of New Zealand. In which country have they started selling these animatronic dolphins? China. So, Chinese aquariums have started housing animatronic-based dolphins rather than capturing the ones in the wild. That's lovely. So, I think then all of us now should now start making trips to China to see what a what animatronic. A, Dolphin might be, and I believe you are. You can swim around with these dolphins very safely, and I think in New Zealand they've tested it with people who swam along with these dolphins, and they had no clue that it was not a real dolphin. Cool. It's more safer to swim around because you can control it. it. Definitely won't harm you. Anyway, I don't think dolphins harm anyone. They're very playful. I like their color. You like just the fact that they are black and white. No, I like the fact that they have so many different colors. Dolphins come in many colors. Yeah, they've got like different species of the dolphins. There's something called the Amazonian pink dolphin. Oh. And yeah, and then Chinese like pink dolphins or something. Oh wow! I didn't know the dolphins came in such a variety of colors. Do you also have brighter colors like orange and purple in dolphins? Um, I don't know, but maybe they do. Usually, the ones that are in aquariums aren't that colorful, because I think the pink dolphins are actually really rare. Yeah, hopefully we don't go around hunting for these, and then yeah, they're already really rare. Speaking of dolphins, I have a joke. Oh, I love jokes. If dolphins lived on land, where would they live? Anywhere near a panda bear because they're also black and white. No, Finland. Ha <laughs> ha! Good one. That's a lovely one. What is the most exciting takeaway you have about today's news story? Um, robotic dolphins are being made by Hollywood animatronic makers and marine biologists, who are hoping to replace. Um, the real dolphins, so that they can go live like in the ocean. And with that, we move to an interesting part of today's episode. Quiz time. Let's see how well you listened. Question one: Which of these characters in movies is most likely to be based on animatronics? A. Harry Potter, the boy who played Harry Potter, or B. King Kong, the gorilla. King Kong the gorilla. 
question two, how do owners of aquariums currently get their octopuses or starfishes into their big water tanks? They capture them, captured or bred in captivity. And the last question, for how many years has Lolita the orca whale been performing in an aquarium in Miami uh, without ever having met any of her brethren? 52 years. Lolita was taken when she was four and was kept in her enclosure for 52 years. I really, really, really hope that Lolita will be released out into the oceans. So they're really hoping. Many people have agitated and they've requested the owner of the Miami Aquarium to release Lolita to join her mother in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if Lolita will even be able to survive because she was in the world's smallest exhibit. What if she doesn't know how to actually live in the wild? Very true. I don't know if at 56 years of age, it's that easy to learn to hunt also. That's also an argument many conservationists have posed. We don't know the answers to these, but whatever it is, we hope that Lolita will be happy and not under stress. It was absolutely lovely chatting with you, Tanvi. But before I let you go, is there one episode on this podcast channel that you really enjoyed listening to and would like to recommend to our listeners? I liked the one about how they're reintroducing um, Asian cheetahs to India. That's episode number 55. When do you listen to kids' podcasts? So before I go go to bed sometimes and when I have free time, when I'm not doing my homework or sometimes when I'm doing my homework. You're the second child who's told me that you like to listen to these podcasts when you're doing homework. Yeah. How does that even work? But when I'm doing science homework, this sometimes helps. The episode 55 actually kind of connected to my science on food chains. So when you introduce a new species to a food chain or food web or an ecosystem, the, if the thing reproduces and doesn't hurt the ecosystem then it's fine. So then I think that if we put Indian cheetahs back, maybe like herbivores that Indian cheetahs used to like hunt might go down and this would be better for the environment. That's lovely. Yeah, cheetahs are my favorite animals. Are they? Okay. No wonder you love that episode. I'm glad to hear that you're you're finding these podcasts uh, useful for your science homework. That brings us to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed listening to the banter between Tanvi and I, you just might find this podcast channel an excellent way of getting your everyday news in the most fun, entertaining and child-appropriate way. Do click the follow or subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And do leave us a rating and review. That's how we know how much you've loved with listening to us. If you'd like to listen to how African cheetahs have been reintroduced into India, that's episode 55 and you can find a link to that in the show notes below. Thanks for listening.